When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. It's BudPod 77. 77. The luckiest number. Is it? Mm, well, I mean, you know, with two pair, with two die, no, two dice, yeah. um, the seven's the lucky number, right, to get. Um, yeah. It's also the most likely number to get because it... it um, it consists of the largest number of combinations between two dice. Yes, three and four, and two and five, and one and six, and so on. Correct. Uh, that's it, actually, I think. Hmm. 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 Isn't that something? Seven. Is is it not? Is it? It's it's in China. It's eight, isn't it? That's lucky. Um, eight, three. Uh, but yeah, eight's the ideal one. Is there a, is there like a, a sort of a, a myth behind behind that or something? Eight, eight, eight. There, it'll be. Uh, I guess it'll have something to do with what eight sounds like in Chinese. Bah! Oh right, because that's what it is. It's all about um, what's a word that sounds the same. N- n- homonyms. Homonyms. A, hom- a homonym. Does it sound like the word for like money and fortune and luck and? It must be. Why is eight lucky in China? But oh, but sounds similar to far, which means fortune. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So far. There is, you go. Yeah, I mean it's. It would, I, I guess, it would be sort of uh, an interesting coincidence if both words hadn't been invented by the same culture. I mean, that's. <laughs> it's not really coincidence, is it? You decided to call it that. Yeah, you you came up with this. Like. <laughs> What would the equivalent be in English? Like, oh, bu- bunnies are the most lucky pet because it rhymes with money. Yeah, bunny exactly. Bunny rhymes with money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, Chinese superstition is basically Cockney rhyming slang taken to its <laughs> illogical extreme. <laughs> <laughs> just, they just love things that sound like other things. That's, the, that's what happens if you have such an uh, uh, incredibly tonal language. Yes, exactly. There are lots of homonyms. Homonyms, 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 homonyms. That's a funny word to say. It sounds like um, you're like in an old, old-timey comedy. Homonym, homonym, homonym. Yeah, when you get you get really excited when words sound the same. So you homonym, homonym, homonym. We, Phil, uh, as some of the bud pods on my Instagram noticed, we played cricket for the first time in our lives on yes. Sunday. Yes, on Sunday, um, a, a bunch of comedians um, went out to play cricket 
in Cookham Dean in Berkshire. Mm. Uh, it was the first time I'd ever played. A big sh- uh, shout out to uh, Cookham Dean uh, Cricket Club for. Um, um, I'll use the word humoring for humoring us um, <laughs> by playing their second, third team um, against us. Um, a bunch of comedians. There were a couple of good players in our teams, a couple of yeah. ringers, as they're called, who actually do play cricket. And um, uh, while they were playing, we thought we had a chance. So, like, shit, comedians are pretty good at uh, cricket. And then they were, you know, bowled out. And then, and then the rest of us had to play. And then we realized, yes. oh, we were doing well because we weren't playing. I believe it's known as uh, the, the batting order collapsed, I think is what they'd say. <laughs> In the game of cricket, I think. I think. I don't really know. And and uh, we just got unlucky because at least one of us went out for a duck, as they say. Yes, I'm gl- I didn't go out for a duck, at, the, at least. So a duck yeah. is when you don't you, you go into bat and you don't make any runs and you bowled out, and then a golden yeah. duck is if you're bowled out instantly. And, yes, and, actually, I think and, one of us went out for a golden duck. Between you and I, no, 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 no. It was, it was someone Lloyd. else. Yeah, yeah, Lloyd Griffiths did. <laughs> I don't know if you'll appreciate huh. us saying that on here, um, but I yeah, I mean, considering my history of PE and sports in general. I'm talking that up as a win that I didn't I didn't go out instantly. Oh god yeah. I mean the the last time I tried to play a cricket like in a, in a proper way like with the actual rules and kit and so on I must have been like 11, 12 at most. Really yeah. I I'd never put any of the kit on. So I I practiced um with a friend of the pod and friend of ours uh, Tom Rosenthal, the comedian and actor um who who organized the game um we did some practice stuff, and I was like, hey, this is all right. I'm, I can bat pretty good. I can move around pretty easily. And then I, and the game came, and then you have to suit up. <laughs> because cricket is a, a, a sort of gentle, slow, uh, erudite game in which you need to dress up as fucking Iron Man or you'll <laughs> get your head knocked out. Like, your, your brain will get ca- caved in by the hardest ball in sport. And... Uh, and so I'd never put the pads on before, and you know it's actually very difficult one to run in pads, and two to see the ball coming through the grill of a helmet. Yes, yeah, I, I really that was one of the things I hated as a when I was eleven or twelve and tried to do it was that I got really claustrophobic in the helmet and I couldn't see and I couldn't see the you know where other people were around me, no peripheral vision and yeah, really, oh yeah, and and so yeah, the, like you say, you've got to you've got to dress up like. Like a, a a guy, a guy in a fucking riot, so that a guy, another guy, can windmill his arm to get a rock to fly at you as fast as possible. That's right. Keep an eye on this very fast rock, whilst yeah. dressed like you're diffusing an IED in the Hurt Locker. <laughs> We've painted the rock red, so that's the one concession we'll make to you. It's not grey anymore. <laughs> this boulder is now red. Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world. It's very hard, but I had a great time. I really liked fielding. We just stand outside, um, away from the action, and if the ball comes to you, then you gotta you got to really make a show of trying to get it. Otherwise, everyone yeah. gets mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do a big jump. I, I find fielding very tense because I get uh, very distracted easily, and then suddenly... 
you do nothing for ages and then when you do have to do something if you fuck it up it makes you look like even more of a knob because it was the one time you had to do something yeah the one thing you had to do that's right that's right i was okay yeah. at it i wasn't i was a decent fielder i let one go because I, I was early on in the game and i hadn't yet grasped the rules of cricket and i didn't know we weren't supposed to let it grow <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's uh, also like so, it's so it's, we lost a bunch of points unnecessarily there oh yeah i mean we all gave lots of points away we we're adventure fucking clowns um but the uh, it's so lingo heavy like the guys on the team who'd played cricket before like tom rosenthal like luke kempner the impressionist and comedian mm-hmm. um they would be like uh, oh just do a square leg on and uh, once it's a silly wiggler then uh, you know bowl, <laughs> bowl a duck at him and you go look you have to stop this you must know that i don't know what that means yeah, yeah. The, for me, the most uh, like just um, the the idea of one side of the field being leg side, and it's like I'm pretty sure people have legs on both sides. There are legs everywhere. Wow, which leg? <laughs> and then offside. Okay. Oh, so we're not supposed to go there? No, you can absolutely go there. But then wouldn't I be yeah. offside? <laughs> and, and the boundary is also the line, but no one's calling it the edge, which is, clearly is the edge. Yes. Um, but I, I got quite into it. I think maybe I'll become a cricket guy. I, I really I, enjoyed it. I, I started in my position as a guy standing in the middle of a field, trying, hoping that they won't hit the ball at him. Well, actually, I was watching it. It was the first time I was watching it, and I started to appreciate the tactics or, or how it might all fit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why anyone did certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start, and then suddenly started to see yeah the mechanisms of the game slotting into place and... And and once you start to understand, it's actually pretty simple structurally. You just two teams get turns, sort of trying to hit some wood with a ball. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe I'll start becoming a cricket guy at the age of thirty. Is anything? Yeah. Is that, that's a good that age a good to age? do it. I think. Yeah. I'm holding a, a practice cricket ball now. Without even thinking about it, I bought one to practice um, throwing and holding, and it's just quite it's just quite satisfying to hold. It's like a stress ball. It is nice to hold. I think, yeah, and like you say, that watching it, it's simpler than you thought, but also watching it, it made me realize like it is quite strategic, and like, I didn't realize how defensive the game was. In my head, it was just weird baseball, and you just thwack mm. the fucking thing in the sky and run. Yeah. But it's not. It's really sort of defensive and fiddly and tense, and like one slip up, and you've completely fucked up everything. And That's so, yeah, 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 I yeah. hadn't quite appreciated it till I was in it. And, and and the nice thing about comedians is that they will explain things to you, whereas at school it was always like, well, the batsman can't fire it towards wiggle end or it'll get a silly on. And you go, I don't, you can't, you have to help me. <laughs> yeah, I had to ask the other team uh, what the rules were during the game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why did everyone cheer just then? And they're like, oh, you just scored four points. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was when I was bowling. I said to the umpire, "The umpire was like, are you an overarm rumbler?'" And I was like, "I, I, I don't know." <laughs> I, I literally said, "I don't know." I throw with my right hand, and he was like, "Okay." <laughs> oh yeah, so your your right hand overarm, because you're bowling with the right hand, and you were you were bowling from uh, your the right hand side of the wicket, left hand side. Oh, you were left hand side. I thought overarm was on the right hand side. Uh, okay, I, do I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't even really remember what he asked me if I was. I said, I'm going to stand here and throw with this hand. 
Tell, that's that's what I'm gonna do. You call it whatever fucking ridiculous Victorian slang you want. Mm-mm-mm. Well, I'm amazed that it's um, sort of proliferation around the world, obviously through mm. the British Empire. But it's 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 like it's not really a, a casual game to just set up. There's so much like kit and specific measurements. Like football, you can understand how that is everywhere. You know, you just need a ball and. I know, um, a, a space designated to be the goal that can be two pieces of cloth. You can kind of understand how that is everywhere. But like cricket, oh, you need like these these sticks that are just the right size, and they have to be they have to be balanced ever so carefully on each other, and they have to be like an exact number of yards from one another, and you need all this padding. Oh no, but that—that's—that's that, that's just what you need to play it safely. Like if you see, you must have seen footage of those fucking kids in India and in slums just thwacking rocks with sticks. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, it's rocks and sticks, isn't it? Yeah, I, I like you see footage of like it's always in like some fucking patronizing HSBC advert where it's like a bunch of <laughs> slum kids in India or Pakistan, and they've set up like they've set up some stumps and they've got like an old taped together cricket bat in in what appears to be the dustiest field on earth right yeah 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 and, and, and they're also running around yeah 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 and the voiceover is something like uh dreaming is <laughs> saying yes when the when when the opportunity is thrown at you and then clack yeah and this little kid's like <gasps> and he starts running on yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah and then exactly. HSBC, let us dream with you. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Trust us with your rock. <laughs> the little the, the little kid shields his eyes from the sun as he watches his older brother do really well at like slum cricket. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the voices the voices like ambition means seeing chances where others see only risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually, banking adverts will just be auto-generated by a bot with a footage of a horse and someone someone throwing a coin down a well and winking. Just whatever. I've, I've said this to you before. Like banking adverts should just be just show me your rates. Just show me a table. Like <laughs> yeah. the advert is just like the screen goes black and then a table comes up with your rates. Yeah. And then your competitors' rates. And then let me see. <laughs> and then okay, yeah, that's, that's all the information I need. I don't need a yeah. fucking horse galloping into the sea what does that have to do with ices and this big voiceover where they're like there's nothing we'd like more than to help you and your family and you're, yes there is <laughs> making money i hate all and especially during the coronavirus it's got worse like we're here to help you it's like what when did we become friends <laughs> yeah yeah and you want to ring them up and go can i just have some money then can i just have it and they go oh no I thought you wanted to help me. You have so much money. It's literally all you do. You hold hold on to money. All you do is hold on to money and give it out to people who then slowly pay it back. And that's what I want to do. And they're like, no. <laughs> but we're here to help you. But we're here to help you. Do you want a horse? <laughs> it should be like, yeah, a blank screen. And then what fades in is uh, the a big number on the screen in white on black. And it says 0.1% interest. And it says Lloyd's. Our interest rates are the same as everyone else's. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Saving yeah. money is pointless. 
buy a gun. Something like that. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so I'm... Yeah, so PNI cricket cricket boys. I'm sorry, Pod Buds. This is going to be a cricket podcast now. Yes, we're, Every we're coming for Andy going... Zaltzman's crown. That's right, that's right. We have quite a bit of uh, catching up to do. He he's been watching cricket a couple of a couple more uh, seasons more than we have, but uh, I reckon we'll get there. Yeah, we. It's the it's the it's going to be the puns that will be the hardest. Mm. Yeah, I mean we do puns, but. If there's anything not shit based, we're we're sort of at a loss. As yeah, to well, what sounds like I what. Mean... <laughs> yes, if 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 we could get some sort of confluence of stories of people who've pooed themselves while fielding or something. Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. There must be something like that. I'm sure it's happened. You're out there for a long time. Yeah, you are we you are kind of out there for fucking hours, aren't you? I got quite badly sunburned. Did you? I um, I feel bad because at the time you're like, I'm gonna get sunburned, and I said, Ah, it's fine, because the sun's just coming out and bursts in between the grey English clouds. But I guess well, this is it. I mean, I've developed the um incredible ability to feel exactly when my body is being sunburned in real time. That's pretty good. That's like one of the abilities of you know a, a lesser member of the Justice League. I'm I'm yeah, sure yeah. there well, are there are sort of <laughs> there are superheroes of lower down the pegging order that are are about as powerful as that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I like I get to live in the 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 mansion with Professor X, but I just I you know I'm like a chef and I do the accounts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. have lasers, but you know, if, if if I'm out in the sun, I can feel a sort of weird prickling sensation. I go, oh, I'm burning, and I he I knows exactly inside. when to go back inside. Yeah, and yeah, um, been... your your, your X Men name is uh, Factor Zero. Because <laughs> you don't need any, just factor. A factor's good. <laughs> factor, yeah. <laughs> Rise <Yeah>. of factor. <laughs> and I've and I've got like uh, the body suits and everything, and I just go out and into the sun, and I go, I stand there for about ten minutes, and go, the sun's too strong. Stay indoors, <laughs> kids, till about maybe three thirty p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Factor. Uh. <laughs> I'm definitely one of those expendable mutants where, like, when when the mutants are being killed by uh, Megatron, yeah, when there's or whatever the fuck a his war. Name is, yeah, I get I get like my head pulled off and my spine ripped out in a really horrible animation. Yeah, and when you're watching the movie, you're like, wait, who's that? Oh, they're <laughs> dead instantly. I guess they didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. They must have yeah, been like, an intern. So yeah, there's a lot of really cheap mutants where it's like they've got sort of half blue hair, half green hair, and like a big one big finger, and they just get torn to shreds. <laughs> one big finger. Swiper. Yeah. <laughs> Touch type. We tracked him yeah. down through Tinder. <laughs> P- Professor X has liked you. <laughs> what? Professor XXS. XXX, as he is on the... Uh... Yeah, on the dating app, and you swipe yes on him. It's like, thank you for matching with me. I think I know what you need—a home. And you go, oh right, I thought it was a, a terrible sexual proposition. But no, this uh, <laughs> this psychic old man just wants me to come live with him and wear latex. Have you seen Logan? The, the I think canonically the the last of the X Men films. 
No, I never did. I kept sort of meaning to because uh, I wanted to see old Wolverine fucking around, but I never did. It's it's very good, but co- uh, completely depressing, like completely depressing. And it, it, it like people talk about the, the the later Avengers movies being like, oh, it's so sad, but there's still like hope at the end of those. At the end of like Logan's just about the end. It's just over. It's just fucking over. God. So it's just like yeah. a depressing film. Yeah, I mean, the the song that went with the trailer was Johnny Cash's rendition of Hurt, if that gives you any idea of how well yeah. it's going to go for old Logan. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to send him to Folsom Prison. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Um, shall we, you and I, Philip, do some emails? Okay. Time for some correspondence. Correspondence. So nice to hear from y'all, as always. Always good to hear from you guys. We're work- we're working our way to you. We'll get to you. We're digging through the rubble. We'll find you down there. <laughs> uh, a quick note. From John, who was my technician at Leicester Comedy Festival. Oh, nice. Leicester, Leicester Com John. Leicester Com John. Uh, uh, well, says, little, quick... little, oh no. What, what, I'm thinking of Nottingham. Okay, no, forget it. Yeah, uh, John, uh, hey. <laughs> it says, just a quick email with a picture of uh, the old Queenie that a friend of mine shared that I hope you'll appreciate. Hope you're staying safe in these crazy times. Keep up the good work. Thank you, John. And it's just a picture of the Queen. Um, you know that famous picture of the Queen's enormous face at Piccadilly Circus during her big address? Enormous face at Piccadilly Circus? You know there's those big screens on Piccadilly Circus? Yeah. Well, when the Queen said, we will fight the virus, she was being uh, broadcast big on Piccadilly Circus. Was she? Was she? Was she? Was she? Okay. I've not seen this. This was like the most apocalyptic Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've just looked it up. Yes. Very good. Very scary. It's above the boots. So it's that picture of her. But they've Very Britain will prevail vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much so. No one ever thought we'd see the Queen in, in, in an abandoned Piccadilly Circus saying, together we will fight the virus. <laughs> Terrifying. Um... They've changed it. They've changed the caption. And it's the Queen, and the caption just says, All poo-poo times are pee-pee times, but not all pee-pee times are poo-poo times. <laughs> Who has done this? Is, le- true. is this led by donkeys or something? No, no, no. They've just said it's a Photoshop. They haven't actually done it in real life. Right, right, right. It's just a silly Photoshop. But what do you think, Phil? Are all, all poo-poo times pee-pee times? Um, I think we've had this discussion before. Um... Um, I often go in for a wee and then, and then end up pooing, so, so, but not all the time. So it's, it's certainly not the case that all pee-pee times are poo times. Are all poo times pee-pee times? I think pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Near as damn it. I, <laughs> I would say near as damn it. I mean, unless, unless you've maybe... Is it cheating if you go for a pee and then think, oh, no, it's a poo time, and then... And then poo time? Why is that cheating? Who are you cheating? <laughs> like, is it cheating to say, oh no, that was a poo time that wasn't a pee time, but it was because you just did a pee? Well, I mean, this is where um, honesty has to come into it, doesn't it? We just have to be <laughs> honest with ourselves here. Look, it's it's about honor. Yeah. <laughs> you know if you're going in for a poo, if you're going in for a wee. 
It's like know. the samurai. Yeah. Yeah, you it's it's like when you it's like when you correct your own homework and the teacher's like you're only lying to yourselves if you correct something that you know is wrong. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Um Bethany Bethany gets in touch. Bethany um uh get uh oh. Well, I've got nothing for Bethany. Mm, Bethany, Bethany better be Bethany better be good, and she will. There we go. Uh, uh, she says hello, buttocks, bud, buttocks. I, I like that. Absolutely love the podcast. Thanks for keeping going. I listen to you whilst I hide from my daughter and eat chocolate during the lockdown. <laughs> she's good. Is she hiding from her daughter because she's stolen all the chocolate, and the daughter's just looking for it? Like a T-Rex. Yes. She's written it as, I listen to you whilst I hide from my daughter eating chocolate during lockdown. So maybe her daughter eats chocolate in such a horrifying way. Ah. That she that, has to hide yeah, from it. She has her, to hide from it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, her daughter's chomping jaws. <laughs> so she says, uh, not sure if you have one, but here's a wedding poo story for your collection. Oh, great. The happiest yeah. poo of your life. <laughs> Something old, something poo. <laughs> <laughs> um, something borrowed, something poo, something poo again. Being from the southwest, she says, I'm a big cider drinker, and it's all my internals have been trained on. Wow, I, I like that phrasing. I've never heard that before. To it's train my one's internals. On. Mm. However, at our wedding, I had one glass of wine for the photos, and then everyone kept buying me another wine to replace the previous. Mm. Yes, a real mm. risk. Skip to eight hours later, lots of wine, lots of dancing, including my hilarious pretend-I-have-two-dicks-in-my-hands move. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun I, wedding. I, I like this wedding a lot. I, pre I presume that's the sort of jerking them into your onto your face move and she's not just like holding them coldly yeah with her or, palms or she's upturned. not holding them yeah she's not holding them statically and then sort of sen sensuously kissing each one <laughs> slowly <laughs> like dumbbells just lifting them up like she's working out with them <laughs> no, we're, we're both imagining Mwah. the same absolutely frantic uh sideways motion jerking dance i think yeah she's a bukkake bride she's being the bukkake bride yes and what and what a and what a bride um and suddenly it's the end of the night uh our wedding was at a beautiful well-being center with a lovely honeymoon suite that had a bath with a giant round window overlooking the grounds lovely mm. my now husband helps me stumble to the suite where I just sob all night as I feel so awful from the alien wine inside me. Oh, no. <laughs> she says, uh, ah, the wedding husband, night. Just, uh, yeah, alien wine. Alien wine. Alien Must wine. not drink the alien wine. It it's is a made from time. Bottle. Yeah. Made it's a of pure time. Of Gleep Glorp 86. <laughs> Chateau Nerf de Glarp. Very good. Um, if you ever meet my husband, she says it's his favorite impression to do, even six years later. Morning comes, and I try to make myself feel better with a shower and lie on the bed in a dressing gown. Mm. It's at this point, I risk sneaking a fart. <laughs> oh, no. 
but my face shows it all. Yes, I shit in the dressing gown. <laughs> On my wedding morning, in our honeymoon suite, in front of my husband. Well, that's the something borrowed ruined. <laughs> he finds it funny and helps me out. We hose me down and the dressing gown down in the romantic bath. We hose, we hose down me and the dressing gown in the romantic bath. There we are. There was a couple of extra downs in there. And we leave a shitty gown for the staff to find, whilst oh, no. I go and shout about it to my sister in my hungover state. Only now did I think if we just put the dressing gown in a bag in the bin, no one would have known. They'd have thought we'd have nicked it. But no, we left it to be found. All the best, Beth. Man. Oh, that's rough. Well, I mean, again, that's real love, isn't it? That is that is a good, a good sign. That's a good marriage, yeah. That's it's interesting that sign. maybe that could become a new tradition, like uh, when you're getting married as a young lady, one of your elderly female relatives, your grandmother or an, an, an old great aunt or a wise woman of the village will say, ah, on the morning after thine wedding, thy must shit thyself, the true test of love. <laughs> It is most good luck, like it'd be like an old wives' tale. You poop yourself in front of your new husband. You shall, you, 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 you shall, you shall for twenty years married be something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, you must wait for true love's piss. <laughs> Truest love's sweet piss. <laughs> she will only be awoken by true love's piss. <laughs> that is uh, definitely a that should that if it's not the line a line in a kind of porn parody it should be. <laughs> I I I I've always really admired uh, the use of the word parody in porn parodies. Like, sure everyone's fucking, but uh, we're going to make it funny too. It's also a, a satire yeah. on the film industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we obviously we, we we spend a lot of effort finding people who, kind uh, uh, like thirty percent look like the characters. A lot of money <laughs> on costumes. Obviously, they all have to be in good shape and and the you know all porn sized. Um, but that we've got some pretty funny stuff on the actual show. <laughs> we've got some pretty good riffs, I think, on Spider Man. Some pretty good observations we're going to get in there. Um, Tabby gets in touch. Tabby, get Gabby, and tell us what's been happening. Yes, nice. Bonjour, mon poopy friends. Uh, bonjour. Yeah, she clarifies, I'm not French. I'm simply not funny enough to think of anything other than a foreign greeting. Hey, it's, um, it's a little bit of class, a little bit of much-needed sophistication to the podcast. Mm. She says, a long-time listener, I've spent many of my commutes weeping on the bus as I try and hold in my laughter. It is often easier just to pretend to be sad than to explain I'm cry-laughing at poopy stories. <laughs> I, I've converted my sister Flora to the church. Flora! Well, look forward to hearing, uh, hearing from Flora. She is known as the family shitter. Ah, very much look forward to hearing from Flora. The family so shitter. What, well, what a position is, to hold. Well, we're, we're going to hear from her indirectly, because she says oh, okay. so we knew we'd have to send one of her stories in. Great. Uh, in her teenage years, she was at a sleepover with her friends. Said friend lived in a very large Victorian home. It was easy <laughs> to get lost. Like a Lemony uh -huh. Snicket film. <laughs> 
big, uh, a big Tim Burton ramble down house. A large uh, Victorian home. A large Victorian home, easy to get lost. That evening, a shit was pending. Mm. pending. With IBS, Flora pending, simply pending. cannot procrastinate these things to an easier time. It was happening. Okay. Mm. It's on in the Victorian house. That's right. The clock has struck poo, essentially. <laughs> so off she went to find a loo. When she found one, there was no messing around. Mm. Trousers down and it was go. Sounds good. After finishing her monstrous log, <laughs> which she then describes as a proper chonker. Wow. Mm. <laughs> she came she came to the realization that there was no water in this toilet. Huh? Yes. Oh no. She she had shat in a preserved antique antique toilet. <gasps> no! <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you put that there? Why would you put that there? What? An antique toilet in the bathroom? An antique loo. Well, presumably she's been lost in this rambling house and gone into the the historical diorama wing. Wow, where they keep like the original Thomas Crapper or a toilet or something. Yeah, the old fixtures. That is appalling. Obviously, she panicked. What was she to do? What the was bin... what was Peter Pooh? What was the, what was... <laughs> the bin had holes in and so couldn't be used as a bucket. So I think uh, like a mesh bin. Yeah. She resorted to using a Maoam striped sweetie wrapper from her pocket and ferrying water <laughs> from the sink to the toilet. Wait, so but this toilet is connected to the plumbing. Well, she's trying. I, I don't know. Right. She's trying to ferry it from the sink, yeah. It's unclear. Okay, okay, let's see where this goes. I mean, it doesn't sound Obviously, like it's going well. But, uh, like, think about a Mao Am stri Stripe sweetie wrapper. That's like, what, a, a less water you, than you could hold in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, a lot less. Less water like than you can hold in your hands, probably. Yeah. So she's using a little sweet wrapper to dribble water onto her fucking massive turd. Oh... Obviously, this did absolutely fuck all. Yeah. Uh, with great shame, she went to find her friend's very scary, very, very tall, and very Canadian father. <laughs> <laughs> he walked to the toilet, with my sister following along, like some sort of psychopath from a horror film, showing no emotion. He simply <laughs> shut the door and walked away. Wait, so he, he he followed her in, saw, looked at the poo in the toilet, and then just left. And then just went, no reaction, and shut the door, and off he went. Away from the bathroom. Away from the scene of the crime. Well, not further in. No. Yeah, okay. We like to think her turd is still there five years on. I mean, that's on you if you're putting <laughs> toilets around the place. <laughs> that the blame you got to shoulder some of the blame there, because if you're going to yeah, just put a toilet that isn't meant to be used around, what do you expect's going to yeah. happen? It's not the same as 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 someone being mad enough to shit in an IKEA toilet in a display. 
<laughs> no, this isn't a house. This isn't a home. This isn't a home. Uh, you're young. You're in a strange house. You can imagine the thoughts going through that guy's head where he thought, I can't even really be annoyed about this. I, I, I've, I'm only now realizing how unwise I've been. I, I, I knew this, this um, antique toilet habit was going to be nothing but trouble. Yeah, well, this is it. I like that he was very Canadian as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, you crapped in my toilet, eh? Well, it's my own fault. But then he was also scary, well, a scary Canadian. Yes. Uh, she says... This was missed out in the original email, but an added note, Flora blocked the toilets with another massive shit before Phil's Exeter show this year. Oh! They came to Exeter... Wait. Exeter... Oh, they came to Exeter! What? Not in the venue. Well, it must have been in the venue. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, that's why all the taps backstage exploded. Yes, well, that's it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the dressing room filled with, with uh, brown water. That'll be why. <laughs> yes. That um, was a good show. That was a fun show, Exeter. Nice big crowd there. Uh, back when we could all sit perilously close to one another. With nary a care in the world. Perilously close. Yeah. Mm. Um, Charlie uh, sent us some praise redacted as a founding father. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Uh, let's see. Okay, Alistair gets in touch. Alistair, a good palister. <laughs> uh, hi, Momentum and the set of prime numbers. There you go. <laughs> wait, wait. They're both the letter P. Momentum and the set of prime numbers. Hmm. Oh, in, 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 in maths. All right, the symbols yes. P. Ah, yes. very good. Yeah, very good. Very advanced stuff from Alistair there. So advanced it went over my head. And I'm the most advanced being on the planet. <laughs> he says, uh, I've only just started listening to your pod. And I, I, I'm on episode 14 after two days. Fucking hell. Wow, that is psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good for your brain. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's a lot. That's not. That's not healthy, Alistair. Really not Fucking healthy. hell. <laughs> that's that's seven hours of us a day. That's a job. <laughs> that's a full. That's a good night's sleep's worth of us each day. That's a job with lunch. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow, fourteen of that. That must be a a, a a contender for like highest rate of listening. Yes, so we've we've had some terrifying rates of listening in before. We'd have to look through the emails to be certain. Some people do seem to get ridiculously far, but over sort of say two weeks. But yeah, fourteen in two, in two days. Good lord. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, I'd almost understand says, uh, it if we said, were if we were like a, a gripping box box set sort of New York <laughs> Times, you know, series. Um, yeah, but page where you want to find out what happens next. But <laughs> we definitely aren't. 
if we'd if we'd released a series of podcasts that we recorded whilst unknowingly one of us was committing a series of murders <laughs> and so people are like you have to listen because like you, you can sort of hear when they start the police start to close in you can hear <laughs> as opposed to just what numbers look like guns <laughs> So he says, he started listening to us after hearing our episode of Meet Me at the Muslim, which is an autocorrect for museum. Ah, what's the autocorrect to do too? Meet Me at the Muslin. Yeah. As in the, the fabric. No, 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 as the religion. Oh, Meet Me at the Muslim. <laughs> yeah, Meet Me at the Muslim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, we did Meet Me at the Museum with the, the Postal Museum. Um, yes, yes, yes. We went the around spiritual, on the little train. The spiritual predecessor to this podcast. Yes, technically, yes. Yes, yes, yes. He said, I was aware of your work separately, but didn't know you came together to combine your serene voices. Firstly, how can I just lucky say that- did he feel? How oh. lucky? It's like oh. when I when I was a teenager and I was gifted um the uh, the album um At the Summit, which is a a collaboration album between Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington. And I thought, these two geniuses together for a whole <laughs> album. That must have been how Alistair felt when he found our podcast. The two so. definitive geniuses of our, of their form together, <laughs> compounding one another's magic. Yeah, what a, what a red-letter day that must have been. Oh, no wonder he's done this 14 in two days. Yeah, who can blame him? He would have he would have done more, but he had to keep taking breaks to just his voice hoarse from laughing and cheering and clapping. Uh, one of the greatest albums of music ever made, by the way, at the summit. Um, Duke Ellington and Louis Armstrong highly recommended it, if you like. Is it jazz at the at summit or the Great Summit? The Great Summit, the Great Summit at the summit is like Tenzing Norgay's autobiography. Yeah, no, um, it's the Great <laughs> Summit. Uh, it's still very good to summit. listen to musically. Tenzing Norgay's um, autobiography. Yeah, he just sings the whole thing. Yeah, it's um, it's beautiful. Um, it's but yeah, the Great Summit, the Great Summit, Duke Ellington, Louis mm. Armstrong, um, our, our pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says. Firstly, uh, he says I have a weirdest normal thing, which uh, is the excessive amount oh, of yeah. ketchup that my contemporaries put on all foods. The weirdest normal thing. So yeah, so Alistair thinks it's very weird how how regular how many people put too much ketchup on them. Yeah, or well, just the amount of ketchup. But it is normal to put ketchup on food. But it is a lot. I've got better and better over the years at at knowing exactly how much ketchup I'm going to need. And there's a real sense of satisfaction with that final swipe that finishes mm. off the food and the ketchup in one go. Yeah. Le- yeah, leaving, threading leaving that needle. More- Leaving my plate, leaving my plate full, you know, Jack Spratt's wife, you know. <laughs> it's it's terrible when you're a kid and you just have this fucking river of ketchup and you think, oh, I'm mad. Why did I think I needed that? <laughs> and you're not a very saucy it's boy. Half the plate is ketchup. Yeah. I yeah. am not a saucy boy, although I uh, ketchup is a non-Newtonian liquid, so I'm I'm a lot more friendly to it. <laughs> So it's close enough to solid that you're open to it. Ketchup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mayonnaise. Yeah, How about, exactly. It's, it's so nearly yeah, a solid under okay. tension. I mean, mayonnaise is essentially just very scrambled egg. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Someone's gone absolutely fucking apeshit when they were scrambling some eggs, and then they knocked mm. some vinegar in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you wouldn't class those as sauces necessarily. No, or maybe I'm okay with sauces, but gravies and, and, and you know, whatever it is, uh, consommes, bisques. Right, so the different. sauces you can't really control. The ones that yeah. won't stay put. Exactly. The ones that get everywhere. They're, leak, they're leaking under other foods and wetting the bread, that kind of thing. <laughs> they're yeah, corrupting okay. their fellows. <laughs> uh, but don't you love it um, when you're eating a fry-up and you cut into some sausage and it, it's, it's all covered with baked bean sauce? Uh, no, Jesus. Yes, yes, and the slight sweetness uh, cuts through the salty meatiness. It's delish. Disgusting. <laughs> it's delish. Disgusting. Just just <laughs> the idea of thinking like, well, I wish all my food was equally tainted by a thin liquid. This is horrible. <laughs> oh. How do you feel about cereal? I don't like cereal. Yeah, I could have guessed that. Yeah, it's just the idea of going like, well, we've 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 baked essentially a bunch of tiny sort of biscuits, and now instead of just eating them, you have to get your drink and put it on them, and then make them mush again, and then now eat them, but not too mushy. And there's also something just strange about consuming milk with a spoon, like it's a soup. <laughs> it's it's objectively it's fucking mental, and I have no idea how it possibly began. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is a so strange weird. idea it's the only thing that, yeah it's the only time when you can just pour milk on something yes yeah if you were having a fry up and you just went well you know I, I pour my cup of tea all over the fry up to get it nice and mushy that's a lovely bowl of fry up <laughs> it's so weird I, oh, no, I've always thought it was fucking mad <laughs> I've gotten, I've, gotten back, well. I've gotten back into cereal, especially over the summer, because you want it cold. It's quite refreshing when it's hot, and you woke up and it's a hot night, and you have a bowl. It's easy, it's just a bowl of cereal, and it's cool, cold milk. It's quite nice, I say. But, I mean, why, why do they have to be in a bowl? Well, because it's quite hard to keep it on a plate. <laughs> yeah, yes. But why can't you just eat cereal and, and just drink the milk? Well, why don't you? You can do that with tea. Yeah. Well, because of, well, cause of the, 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 the effect of the marriage. But, but it's such a temporary effect that you could just have by like eating the cereal and sipping your milk, right? <laughs> I mean, that sounds plain psychotic. It's a lot less psychotic than going, well, this is taking too long, and pouring your drink onto your breakfast. <laughs> Which is the behavior of, like, those Silicon Valley billionaires where they try and make their breakfast as quick as possible. <laughs> so they can get back to the stock market or whatever the fuck. Uh, <laughs> Look, I, we're never going to see eye to eye on this. <laughs> it gets even more mental where it's like, not only have we just baked these grains and now you have to wet them, but now they're in the shape of fucking lepre leprechaun heads and they're full of marshmallows. <laughs> now it's pudding. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah, starting the day with crunchy pudding is, it's, it's, it, that's a strange concept. Crunchy wet pudding that's in a bowl. <laughs> Eat it quick before it soaks through the crunchy pudding. 
<laughs> it's uh, and it's crunchy pudding that was invented to stop people jacking it. Oh yeah, cornflakes. What yeah. to keep people? I I don't really see the connection myself. It just kept your right hand busy for a bit, I suppose. But wouldn't all food? <laughs> no, I think they thought that like passions were aroused by food with lots of flavors in. So the plainest sort of <laughs> food would be like a cold shower, keep you keep you calm. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Um, imagine hating wanking so much you came up with a new food. <laughs> imagine imagine trying so hard to stop yourself wanking that you yeah, you invent a dish. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, how did you invent this incredible new type of uh it's a sort of high, it's kind of like a pizza but it's more like a it's more like a sort of um well, it's it's hard to say. I mean, there's no real word for it. How did you do it? And they go, well, I just was so concentrating so hard on not whacking it. I was just fucking around in the kitchen. <laughs> Desperately trying not to whack it again. <laughs> so that's Alistair's weird normal thing. Weirdest normal thing is the amount of ketchup people put all over their food. Sure, sure. I think that's fair. Even as a ketchup user myself, I can see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um... And uh, so he says, anywho, the point of my email is that he has an okay thank you story where he didn't say the words, but the sentiment was there. Mm -hmm. And he says, it was a few years ago in my second year of uni, living in a house in Liverpool with six other friends. That's a lot of friends to live with. That's a lot of friends. Mm -mm -mm. Seven friends in Liverpool. Gosh. Yeah. He said, uh, so he says, I was the only one who didn't mind having the room at the front of the house downstairs. So that's where the story unfolds. Uh, one night I fell asleep without locking my bedroom door, which is very uncommon. During the night I had a dream where a man was at the end of my bed, which was strange. So when I woke up, I felt quite odd. I rolled over to check the time on my phone and it was gone. So was my laptop, my bike, uh, my rucksack, uh, all my uni work, everything. Wow. How about that? Uni work? Why would they want you? Why would they want your notes? Well, I guess they didn't check the rucksack. It'd be funny if oh, they I saw them there. Okay. These theories are garbage. <laughs> right? They won't. They won't fold his lying on the side. Like, hey, these guys. This guy's essays are pretty good reading. Well, it's like a, a a burglar who does a sort of a beautiful mind thing and solves all your equations and leaves them behind. <laughs> So he says, then I realized to my horror, it wasn't a dream. There had been a man at the end of my bed. I had been woken by him robbing me. I had sat up and said hello to him, thinking I was dreaming, and fallen back to sleep with a friendly Jesus. goodbye to the man. That's funny. Oh, man. How spooky. Well, good night. Enjoy. Collapsing back onto the pillows. That's so spooky. But, I mean, the burglar just went, like, just went... I wonder if the burglar's used to it. The, the, he knows... Like when when someone's really awake and when they're still asleep, yeah. Or if if someone says it to the burglar, like, "Hey, do you does this happen to you in your career as a burglar?" Do, do they sort of chuckle warmly and go, "Oh, oh yes, <laughs> plenty of confused sleep talkers." Oh, in my time, I've seen a few. I've had some doozies. They've got all these funny stories. Man, that's some bold burglary. Yeah, that's the boldness of a crackhead. Gosh, do you think? Yeah, because they're just so 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 on target, so inured to consequences that they just freeze while you go, hello, oh, good night, and go to sleep, and they think, mm, okay. 
Um, so he says, as you can imagine, this revelation was, to put it mildly, fucking terrifying. But the story gets better. A week later, when I'd plucked up the courage to leave the house, I was on my way to watch the Varsity Rugby League match. Due to my ordeal, I was not playing. When suddenly, I spotted a man cycling down the street on a bike very similar to my own. Aha! Uh-huh. As he passed. Yeah. As he passed, I realized it was my own, so I started to chase him down the street, umbrella flapping behind me. I caught up with him and quite bluntly stated, that's my bicycle, to which he replied, oh, okay, here you go, and tried to give it back to me. (laughs) I didn't take it because I wasn't sure if I was allowed to, and given the police had got involved, it counted as an aggravated burglary because I'd interacted with the man, I rang the police. I did get my bike back, thankfully, and the man had bought it a few days before from a shop, not realizing it was stolen. So in conclusion, oh. although I didn't say, okay, thank you, I think the fact that I fell back to sleep mid-robbery very much has the same energy. Very casual stuff from this new owner of the bike. If he bought it, and he just... I went, guess he... Oh, okay, it's your bike. Yeah. I guess I guess he wasn't surprised because that was the level of, of rat-like shiftiness of the man he'd bought it from. <laughs> well, he must have thought, well, someone's going to... Tell me that I, I've nicked their bike because I'm paying thirty quid for this clearly good bike. Yeah, 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 yeah. From a man who keeps, from a man with like a thin spivs moustache who keeps rubbing his hands together. <laughs> you like bikes, do you? That kind of thing. He keeps saying that kind of thing. Opens up his his trench coat and just bikes hanging from it. Just full of bikes. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe he was expecting it. He knew he was on a moody bike. Yeah, that's spooky though. That's spooky when you when you get burgled like that. Terrifying. Um, There's nothing more terrifying than that violation of your your most secure space like that. Once my my, my folks came over to visit and they were in the flat, and me and my sister were out and they were just hanging out in the in the living room and then they heard the front door just open. And they went, uh, Phil? And there was no answer. And then Phil, and they got up and they went to the door. The door was open and they looked down the stairs of the of the apartment block and there was just a, a guy in a red jacket just shuffling away, shuffling down the stairs. Um, but it's only because they happened to be in that, that he didn't get away with it. Yeah, he must have thought there was no one there. Ah, uh, yeah, he must have been watching. Did he pick the lock? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, the, um, it's a, I don't know what you call those locks, the latch things. You can, you can kind of, you can, yeah, yeah, lock. You can kind of open them because of the, the groove on the, on the latch. I don't know what you call the actual thing that slides into place. But yeah. if you get a sort of piece of plastic that is floppy enough, but hard enough, you can kind of slide it under and it pushes it, you know, you can pushes it in. Make it so rigid. Bow- yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we lock the door properly now, but... Well, this is, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, apparently, if you actually, you know, talk to someone who can pick locks, so you see those lock-picking videos on YouTube, it's just like most locks these guys can just get through in, like, um, two minutes. It's terrifying. Mm. And it's yeah. like uh, most, most doors are just like a bog-standard Yale lock, which is apparently, like, to someone who knows what they're doing, just no defense at all. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's nuts. It's nuts, man. Terrifying. Crazy, I tell you. Maybe I should get a better lock. I, I had seen the guy before. Um, it took me a lot to put the two together. I was walking up the stairs to, the, to our, our flat, and uh, 
there was just a guy there in a red jacket, just and he just sort of looked cheekily at me, and then just started going down the stairs. And he didn't live in the flat next to us, so he had no reason being up there, and we're on the top floor. Oh. And, and he just sort of cheekily smiled at me, and then just walked down the stairs. And later I realized it's the same guy, Case in the Joint. Have you seen him before? I get, uh, since, I mean. Nah, not seen him since. I'm, 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 I'm guessing he's avoiding the area now. What does he look? What does he look like? He had a red, like bomber jacket. Um, mm. His face. It's kind of like the lead singer of Keen. Oh. On hard uh, times. On hard times, might might have been him actually. Yeah. Um, quite baby face, I guess would be the the word for him. A baby face. Interesting. The cutest baby in London. Face burglar. It's the baby face burglar. <laughs> A city under siege. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fooled by his innocent looks. <laughs> the chubby cheeks of this kingpin of crime. <laughs> what would be more terrifying than an actual grown man with an actual baby's face? Just a horrible tiny head. Yeah, that would be quite haunting. You scared, the, so you scared the fuck out of you. Yeah. Wouldn't be wouldn't be cute. I think eventually you'd try to find him quite cute, wouldn't you? Eventually. Like, once you'd sort of force yourself to look at him a bit longer, you'd go, Mwah. No, because he's, no, he's talking with, like, an a, adult a, baritone a deep voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, give me your stuff. Yeah, that's gross. That is gross. You'd shit yourself. Fair. That's disgusting. I've made myself disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see you, Phil, at the cricket ground. Oh, Yeah. We're going to be cricket boys from now on. Yes, we're now cricket. We're now full time cricket players, and this is going there, to be the the Bud Pod Cricket Podcast. There is Hope talk that's okay the, with everyone. Yeah, there is talk of what was called the Four Candles Eleven playing again. I'd be very up for that. Yeah, I I, I need to learn how to bowl so I don't <laughs> humiliate myself again. Um, I put so much practice into the bowling and actually got it down. And then the day I came to it, this is the thing, my. I'm good under I'm good under pressure of an audience except for sport. Yeah. The second people are watching me do sport, the whole my body just falls apart like Mr Mr Potato Head, like my arms just fall off, my nose comes out of its hole, like I just crumble to the ground. It's, t- it's pathetic. Yeah, going up to bowl, I was more nervous than when I have performed in front of maybe two and a half thousand people. Yeah, easily. Way more. So much pressure to not throw the ball in a way that you you you, you like <laughs> you almost worry that like a guy a, a guy who looks like a tough coach from an American high school film will pop up out of the bushes and go you throw like a girl and start like spitting at you. <laughs> yeah. Even if that guy wasn't there before, um, he'll just he'll you'll wish him into being by your weak throw. Yeah, yeah, but um. But I'm well up for it. I'm well up for it. I'm a cricket I'm guy well now, as, we've, as we all said. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you all have a, a, a good week and a fun yeah. time. See you on the 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 green. What is it? The cricket ground? The uh, oval. The round. The oval. Bit? I see you at the, the field. Oh, see you in the field. At Lords. Yes. Okay. Isn't see that where Lords? Is that where people go for the miracles in France? <laughs> yeah, because we need that for for cricket skills. That's right. That's We're right. going to dip ourselves in the water and hope that we come out as a 
a spin bowler of note. Yeah. Um, thanks for all your letters, everybody. Keep jacking it. Talk Go to you guys. Soon. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.